We brought you damn good beer. Now we're delivering to you damn good beef. It's so damn good. You can get it now at the DNVR bar. That's right. Come on down. Try the medium rare Ragu beef burger. It doesn't have to be medium rare. That's just my suggestion because it's delicious. Hassel Cattle Company is now offering DNVR listeners a buy three, get one free on their flank steaks, by the way. These delicious steaks are lean and very flavorful. They should be thinly sliced against the grain. An ideal choice if you're looking to marinate. These steaks are super affordable, just $9.99. And again, you can now buy three and get one free. Use code DNVRFLANK at checkout. That's D-N-V-R-F-L-A-N-K at checkout for your buy three, get one free. You can still use code DNVR10 for 10% off your entire order and 20% off if you order, 20% off shipping if you order over $200 worth of Wagyu beef. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the Winner's Lounge. The Nuggets. An ass whooping on the Portland Trailblazers. An ass whooping. Holy smokes. It was. I didn't know we were going to do adult language. I guess it's uh, like tomorrow, but it's 11 o'clock. So. <laughs> and everybody, check out the new shirt. Bring it back up, Kale. We were on there for like a handful of seconds. I know because you're probably waiting for me to talk. Uh, El Magu here. Here we he, have it. Do he, we stand oh, a tiny king. We should do. You know what I like about this? It's like uh, so many little pieces of iconography. Yep. It's like you just look at it. You see all these little different things. See, when you scan over the shirt and you give yourself a good 30 seconds to notice all the details, know that that took me 30 hours. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope you enjoy your 30 seconds. It's a beautiful <laughs> shirt. It's an absolutely beautiful shirt. A befitting of our tiny king. Uh, we tonight. stand, dude. We, we stand. do stand. We do stand. Uh, we also stand DraftKings Sportsbook America's top rated sportsbook <laughs> app. Use promo code DNVR. Win some money. How we do today, that night, Dev? I didn't even look. Uh, middle of the pack. We were middle of the pack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the middle of the pack. Not bad. Not good. But we also won the game. So uh, that's what matters. That, that's we what won matters. a life bet. Yeah, everybody hit the like button, hit subscribe button. If you're on Twitter, hit the retweet button. Give us some, uh, the DNVR Nuggets account. Give us some retweets so we get some people in here. We want all the Nuggets fans to be able to find this show for this one because, man, it feels good. I feel like there was an elephant on my back. Just... The last 48 hours, just standing. I could barely breathe. I was you came gasping in here. for air. You came in here very elephant-full. I was elephant-full. <laughs> it's a great way to describe it. But you know what? A lot of relief. And I'll tell you what, man. We said it was going to take a game and a half for this series to get contentious. We were right. I don't even think it took a game and a half. But by a game and a half, it had reached a zenith. We're going to talk about that. But first, my staff. I got Brendan Vote over here. Everyone wanted the smoke on the court. I want the smoke. I don't I even know from too. who or what direction. I, like I know. I want the smoke, too, but like I got to have a hookah or something. Oh, yeah. I want to yeah. chill out, Maybe bro. something a little more chill. <laughs> I'm I ready to go. Chill out I'm fine. Fine. <laughs> yeah, I need to chill. Get two days off. Thank God. I got the giggler over here, D-Line Co. It was a rough day online, guys. Was it? What's been going online these days? <laughs> Me fighting with the Denver media and with Portland people. Uh, you're right, Adam. I came in here pretty elephant full myself. You, uh... You create, you are, I shouldn't say you created, you discovered Nux. You discovered him. Yeah, I found and him. And there's you and there's Nux. And as the playoffs go, yeah. it's just the same person. <laughs> That's a great take. One of them is not a person. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Eric. And it's, <laughs> and it's Eric. <laughs> and it's one, of, one of them is a, is a hollow foam shell with no soul. <laughs> the and the other is our mascot. <laughs> Over here, I got D-Line. I got Superstar <laughs> Death. The man who has no video on the intro. Just a cartoon head. Intentionally, by the way. Intentionally. Way to pick up on that, dude. 
Way to put that on the road. Watch the lines, baby. He's biting. Man, we haven't had those vibes for a while. We missed you, brother. Hey, give Superstar Dev his intro. My intro is is about a man that put in very, very much hard work in... I love the shirt, D-Line. Man. That is a great shirt. What? A love fest that, over here. Actually, you guys should go in there. You should give us a 1 through 10. How do you guys like the shirt? 1 through 10. It's 11 D. Let's do a, 11 Let's do a 7 through 10. I can't handle it. <laughs> I can't handle any ones. The Nuggets take care of business tonight. Lay down some wood. 128-109. It's almost the exact score. In fact, what was the score of the last game? Do we remember? I it was no, something. I, I think it was 123-109. No so Denver won by a little bit more, which I kind of like. Um, but holy shit, was this game contentious? Was this game chippy? Was this game frustrating? Was it annoying? Um, it was all of these things. I mean, this is a game I think we'll remember for a long time. Dev, I'm going to start with you tonight. What do you take away? What's your, what your initial response to this one? Just the adjustments that the Nuggets made, uh, especially throughout the game and also on the defensive end. This was a game that Damian Lillard got off to a very, very hot start. Coach Malone makes uh, a pivot in the middle of the game. That ended up being the pivot that changed the series, really. Uh, now it's back to 0-0. Zero, zero, no, like we, we get to play like right. What was the pivot? Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Also, just a guy that stepped up and wanted to guard. Absolutely stepped up in this game. And it's funny because you look at the numbers again. His numbers are never going to jump off. 13 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. He does shoot 4 of 9 and 2 of 2 from 3, which is huge. So it wasn't like his offensive con- contributions were nothing. But defensively, absolutely trying to find I mean this was six quarters of the Nuggets searching for somebody that could guard Damian Lillard and for six quarters they didn't find a single person second half they switch Aaron Gordon onto him and look Portland's gonna make some adjustments Damian Lillard's gonna make some adjustments but for this game it absolutely won the game for Denver in my opinion Eric what stood out for you um confidence coming from the rest of the team and a little something I like that I came up with that I like to call regression to the mean. Yeah. We see Carmelo Anthony, believe it or not, unable to hit 90% of his three-point shots every night. You know what's funny, though? It really wasn't regression to the mean. They shot 48.5% <laughs> from three. I'm sorry. They actually <laughs> shot better, I think, tonight than they did the last no, 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 game. Because that was all Dame Lillard. Yeah, it was Damian Lillard. <laughs> was, I'm talking about the rest of the players. Yeah. It's, Dame Lillard shot like 75%. Carmelo shot 10%. Uh, Anthony Simons, I don't even think, got a shot off. Like... So, hey, real quick, RK, what is this you're telling me? So, the Wild win, and that means that there's not going to be a Nuggets and Avs game on Thursday? Correct. Avs won't play until Saturday the Yeah, that's when the Nuggets play as well. Oh, hell yeah! I'm oh, so excited man. for no overlap. I was so worried. I was sweating it. Man, sweat. having the Avs Nuggets sweat, so that's, oh, that's great news. I know you guys don't really care, but it means the bar, we get the set, we get all the things, you know, uh, because of it. So, that's great. Um, to you, what stands out? The others. The others stepped up big time tonight. Um, I could name a few. On a much smaller scale, Austin Rivers wasn't great, but you know what he looked like? A little healthier. Yeah. A little more game. Um, Monte Morris was spectacular off the bench. Uh, I We missed Monte, and I feel like we almost forgot about it. Yep. And there are so many ways he impacts the game. He's a winner. Having him back was huge. And then we got that Paul Millsap game we talked about. Yeah. Can he make a difference off the bench? Now, I want to stress something, by the way. Nuggets were up 12 at half, and the lead felt tenuous and precarious. Yeah. But, you know, there were some big adjustments that were made. But also, the Nuggets just came out and outplayed Portland all night. Yeah, that's true. And Damian Lillard did go off. I mean, a, a heroic effort from him, 42. It's kind of funny because Lillard's night, so loud. So loud. 42. Yoke had 38. 
Like, was, almost the exact same scoring night from the two different And his different heroics guys. were, like, good enough for a 20-point blowout. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, sorry, really quick. I forgot one more, and it's the one I've been clamoring for. Shaquille Harrison had two steals in 10 minutes. Yeah. Man, he's a big one. We're going to definitely talk about him. I, You know what? All of your guys' was great. I think I'm with Brendan here in that my number one takeaway was, right, was sorry, Mont- fellas. No, Monte Morris. I mean, really? his fingerprints were on this game in a major way, both ends of the court. I mean, that block on Lillard, you know, obviously a big play. The, the charge, just so many different charge. things with the defensive end. And then offensively, there were maybe no fewer than 40 moments in this game. That I felt like pivot moment. You know, a lot of times there's a game and you're like, three, I could boil it down to this, this, and this. This game, I felt like, because of how choppy it was, every time something bad would happen, the play would stop you. be like, okay, someone's got to step up and turn the tide. I thought Monte did that more than almost anybody else tonight, maybe of anybody, and that included making some major shots, mid-range jumpers, and shooting them with confidence. And I'm, I remind myself, or I remember the game last year right before the All-Star break. I always reference this one where Monte got in LeBron's face. And, you know, it really told me something about him when he did that, that, you know what, he is a guy that would rather take challenges than try to tiptoe around him or whatever. I thought last game and this game, Monte ran to the fight. Every single time there was a fight to be had, he ran to it, hits a three, a contentious three, screams in a guy's face, flexes on him like... And this was a game that it didn't feel like it wasn't like momentum was there. He was like, "No, we're taking this from you." And I just, I was so impressed with Monte Morris tonight. To me, it's like so impressive when the Nuggets are aware of and receptive to and play in accordance with the marketing language we put together. They didn't <laughs> so back true. down at all. They <laughs> did not back down. That is true. They really agree when it all comes together. <laughs> it would have really, really sucked if they would have skipped a step earlier. And earlier. really backed down. We would have made that shirt. They also would everybody. if you can't uh, trust Monte. Yeah, no. Yeah. no <laughs> it's it's we trust. That's yeah, so hard. true. Um, so, Monte, I'm just so, I, so impressed with him. What was that? The chat doesn't want you to forget about the the block, yeah, the block. I, I mentioned, I referenced it already, but I will bring Go it up again. Chat. The block on Damian Lillard was a nice punctuation because I think the game was starting to get a little bit out, out of hand there. But uh, it was a nice punctuation, and like I said, man, guy, you could tell what guys want to want the smoke, want to be there. And Monte, I just feel like he brings it, man. Like he has faith in his guys, but he also has faith that he can step up. Yeah, yesterday in practice, he said flat out, I. This is a quote. I think our bench is better than theirs. They have some guys they don't trust. Call it. Now that, like, some people got scared by that, right? Yeah. Portland's bench just outplayed them. Like, not everybody's worried made about this factor of booing and, and pissing off Portland. Monte is not afraid. He's not afraid of Portland. He's not afraid of LeBron James. He knows he belongs. Um, and for better, or for worse, usually better. Usually, the confidence better. is just completely there. And with Monte, he's the equalizer. Everything around him is just steady, and he makes sure that everything stays like afloat and and with the second unit that's that's a, a matchup that the nuggets really really wanted to win and they have to win if they're going to win these games and to have a player that really is a starter and can play starter minutes to just do whatever is needed for them that just speaks volumes to the type of player that he is and that's coming off of an injury that we don't even have to discuss because no matter what you're going to see the exact same monte that's true. tonight i would have thought that that was the the vintage Monte, right. if that's a real thing, if I didn't see the one turnover. Everything else is perfect. I know. Assist, he's finishing with confidence around the rim, very tough baskets, and he also give the, gives the team swagger that they, they definitely yeah, needed. exactly. Dude. And and that was the difference in the game. And he brought the appropriate amount of swagger because some guys bring swagger to the game and it's like, yo, 
calm down a you're little like, bit here. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I like that you're excited, swagger. but you're a little too swagger. Like he, he had the swagger <laughs> in the moments that he needed to. And I'm so impressed with him. I mean, Monte two years ago, his first playoffs was a little bit of a disaster, even by his own admission. It, it was, was really it was rough terrible. for him. And, you know, his second year bounced back and I thought was extremely effective this year through two games. He's a guy that I look at and I'm like, we're going to talk about this a little bit later on. Figuring out who the guards are going to be going forward. Like, who are your guys that you can count on in this specific series with this matchup? And Monte is climbing that list for me as, I mean, I feel really great when he's on the court. But we went this long without talking about the man who scored 38 points in 31 minutes and continues Damn to just eat lip. baby food named Nurkic. <laughs> just com com continues to just destroy this uh. poor man. 38 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal. He shoots 15 of 20. 75 percent for those <laughs> for those doing math at that home. was good man that was really quick Thanks, you did that yeah. of the factor of the five and you just yeah that's right so uh, that's what i did it, it was i mean honestly 100 <laughs> percent. it's funny because people have the, much has been made about the assist this or that he had five assists tonight but still like they're not playing Jokic ball they're like balls popping portland's taking that away we'll see if they can continue to do that because denver did put up 128 points tonight but last game he had 34 we talked about could he do more he only played 31 minutes tonight because he only needed to. Part of this was foul trouble. Part of this was because the se the second unit made a run in the fourth. 31 minutes and he gets 38 points tonight. That's up. That's beast numbers. Yeah, Kale, could you pull up the 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 game, the king of the game again? Yeah. On the king of the game, like picture, what it looks like he's doing is he's presenting him. This is my child. <laughs> That's what it looks like. This right here is my son. Hey, he's son, like, say say hi to him. Right uh, right. He's like, uh, all right, I'll be back at three. Uh, he needs a juice box. And oh, he's dropping right them off. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> that, that he, he's been doing it. And for it to be Nurkic, I think that that makes it so much better that he's showing the rest of the world that this guy cannot guard me. I don't know why they keep putting him out here. Then Nurkic fouls out, and he's like, oh, you guys bring cancer out here? You are, he they can't didn't even, guard yeah. Yeah, like, Ever, They tried not to. Like, yeah. They put Melo at center so for a while. There was no answer for him, and, and that's the it's sad to say that's the type of game you need from because he does it every single night. But the efficiency it was there, and also everyone else stepped up, so it made it easier for him. You see the assist, you see the rebound, you see him just scoring with like ease, and everything else is just working around him. That was a, that was a big night for him. It's hilarious because I mean I'm telling you, Dame is going to be the headline tonight because of the threes, and they were impressive. I mean, Dame, Jesus, he was on fire. But it's funny that he played 11 more minutes than Jokic, took four more shots, took eight more free throws and only had four more points like 40 yeah, percent it's pretty wild that Jokic had this 38 hyper efficient night he really just isn't in control and we didn't even have to see fourth quarter yoke tonight it just wasn't i mean we I saw a little bit of it but we didn't he didn't have to go into that mode i um, hate to belabor the point but like the notion that the questions were ever can this guy beat you by himself can this guy score can this guy find his own shot? Can Nikola Jokic find his own yeah, shot? Yeah, find his own shot. Jesus, man. Yeah, yes. 20 of them he Turns found. Turns out the answer is crazy. Like he, he wasn't even uh, playing the way... Like Normally when he bullies, uh, particularly the the centers from Portland, he's like got him down in deep, getting him on the block, up around. But he was just like hanging out at the elbow, just draw, and yeah. at, the, at the free throw line, just like over and over, completely effortless, just knocking that shot down like... And it makes you wonder, you know, this is I always when I watch these games and we do this immediate post game, like, you know, there's like a guttural, visceral reaction to it. And, and some of the analysis is a little bit thinner tomorrow. This is why you always have to subscribe right. to the podcast. We'll do a notebook episode. It'll be a deep dive. Rewatch the games. The list will have video, all these different things. 
But one of the things I'm very curious about was he was at the foul line tonight, shooting a lot of jumpers. And given the spacing issues that Denver has, I wonder if this is a very conscious adjustment on his part to say, this is the gap in the defense. I got to make, you know, Nurk loves to sit around and protect the paint. Maybe that's his spot because he was there all night and he was so comfortable with it. And he's been shooting the ball like against Portland, but now it's like they push it closer to the rim. That makes it a bit more compact. You didn't see the, the fast break um, opportunities because – I mean, the offense is packed in, so maybe mm-hmm. that has to play um, a little bit into it. But also, just given what the, like, the defense give him, we know that Nurkic can't get all the way out, but he also can't guard you um, close. So now he has to make the choice. Do I get all the way in or do I stay at the paint? You're at a, a position that I have to make a choice, and I'm scared of, of making the wrong choice. So I, that, was, that was a good adjustment as well. Yeah. And Nurkic tonight, it should be noted, he fouled out. And the Nuggets' second unit <laughs> went on that run after that. And Nurkic is so important to yes. what Portland yeah. does that getting him out of the game is important. But here's the thing about it. I don't – this game was officiated ridiculously. And I'm not trying to make worst. excuses for both, Portland. Both directions. Both directions. Like, Portland had 27 fouls. Denver had 25 fouls. Almost exactly even. And I just thought the whole game was officiated so – I mean, look, both teams, I think – Maybe the referees felt like they had to because this game, like, there's almost fights. First quarter, sure. you're getting into arguments. Like, b- blood was boiling for everybody tonight, and it's going to continue. It's only going to get worse, like, a- as this series goes on. But I do wonder, you know, Yoke has five fouls tonight. Nurkic has six fouls tonight. Is foul trouble between those two guys going to be the story of this series, given how, you know, just how ridiculous this this series has already been so far? Probably. I mean, the, th- the nice thing is that Jokic is generally able to, like, put himself in check when he gets close to man i strong disagree i i, I how think many he hasn't fouled, how many times has he fouled out this year once well he did pick up a, he had four fouls he came out yeah, and he came back I mean, in and picked up a fifth and you're right but here's the thing here's why i take it Nurkic back did not the, foul, the did technical foul, foul that Jokic had tonight was a big deal yeah because it was an important moment like denver had so much momentum yeah. everything was going well malone and, and like malone <laughs> saw it coming he was trying so hard <laughs> and Jokic like almost insisted on getting a tech in that yeah. moment and like Denver survived it. It's fine. So we don't have to belabor the point. But that was, to me, uh, like, hey, you can't get that one. I agree. I mean, but there's a difference between, like, getting in the ref's face and making sure that you feel that Jokic is frustrated and just drawing a bunch of fouls at the end. Like, once he gets close, like, he has the ability to sort of, like, maintain at the end of the game. Like, whereas Nurkic does not. As soon as he picked up his fifth, he just picked up his sixth, I think, one possession later. Well, I'll put, just to push back again, because he got all those fouls in the third quarter. I don't, I don't know Yoke had one foul in the first half and then like four or three in a row yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And when he got them, a lot of them were ju- – that reminded me of the Lakers series, to be honest, where it was almost like he was trying to make a point grabbing arms and yeah. doing stuff. And like he's like, hey, they're fouling me and you're not calling it, so I'm going to foul him. And you're – oh, now you're going to call it on me. Like almost making a point at, at, at officials, and that's my whole thing is I hope he can calm a little bit because this is the task he has. It's unfair. It's bullshit, but – you can't breathe on Damian Lillard at the three-point line, and like inside, you could just body Jokic. Like it's so dumb how the I put it out here today, but it frustrates me every time you the play difference. a team. Like nobody goes to the gym and practices the step back shot fake step forward shot. Like you don't go to an empty gym and try that because it's not a shooting motion. But in the NBA, it is, and it, the stop jump sideways, whatever. Like. These aren't sh- shots, but for whatever reason, the NBA has not only decided that those are fouls, but they are the most valuable fouls. You can, the most sure. valuable possession you can have in the NBA is to jump backwards into a guy trailing behind yeah. you and get three free throws. Yeah, that, because, that's basketball, right? Yeah, that's like the most important <laughs> play in all of the NBA right let's now. Let's do so. our jump back drills, everybody. Do you, do you think 
Do you wonder if like the refs overcompensated tonight? There was some talk about that report from last game and maybe some no calls in both directions. And I don't know, but I, I, I they were probably just trying to keep control of a chippy game. That's I think what, that's it. That's what it was. This was a You're very right. contentious right. game, and this is going to be. I really think these teams hate I each other. I love it. I love they it. Really hate no, each other, do. and I think the referees were way in over their heads tonight when things started to go off the rails. They were just like, dude, the one guy on the injury report in Portland is standing up with two middle fingers double up. double like, middle fingers. Yeah. Like each <laughs> yeah, these two, these groups do not like each other at all. At all. Fan bases too. Um, but Jokic tonight, I mean, this is two games in a row now. He's averaging 30, what, 35 points, 36 points per game right now yep. in this series. Just on, on hyper efficiency. It's incredible. Um, what did you say? Water? What? Did you just text water? Uh, no, I mean, if you were read the context you probably would have said that out loud oh okay well i just saw a message <laughs> popping through here it says water hey, we'll do it live we'll do it live, we'll do it live. <laughs> uh how far are we should we take our first break we still have to get already? to el mago already el mago break season i'm ready I'm yeah ready. let's take let's take our first break on the other side we have to talk about faku who some very very bad moments tonight but some very very good moments some tonight like like, yeah, like the bar chanting faku the bar chanted faku Happy tonight incredible down my face i know brandon was a mess oh god <laughs> i feel so good uh you guys know we love our breck beers and seltzers and lemonades oh it's off camera that was not as smooth as i thought it was um <laughs> Uh, uh, but what we love even more this summer is the fact that Breck Brewery is teaming up with the National Parks Conservation Association. The tragic fires in Colorado were absolutely devastating for so many last year. This is one of the many reasons that Breck is donating 1% of all their profits this summer to the National Parks Conservation Association. That's right. If you would buy a pint or a pack, you're donating 1% of that to the great outdoors. Uh, obviously, we're going to push Breck on you as much as we can. You can come and get some here at the bar, but if you want to get it directly from Breck and you want to contribute to this cause, make sure you use the Breck Beer Locator. What is that? It's my favorite tool in the world. You tell it where you live, and it tells you where the beer is. How's that sound? So so somebody super chat. We're going to drink. Uh, somebody put 45 bucks. We have rules against this on Monday nights, but... We have other rules that say if you said forty-five dollars, then we say F it and we drink Rocky. <laughs> I feel like well, there, are, there are the rules playoffs. in there. There, there, there are, are rules, things, and then there are, are things that just like Some offset all. Made to be broken. Yeah, made, he broke the rule. We're gonna have to drink. To all right. One. All right, we're a men of code, you know. We are we'll be hosting fun events at the DNVR bar to promote this awesome collaboration. Come down, drink a Breck Brewer Seltzer, and walk away with some awesome swag. Also, check out their farmhouse, socially distanced, beautifully set up for outside dining. You should be safe. You should be comfortable. If you're not, just get vaccinated. Uh, you can still order curbside pickup from 12 to 8 p.m. Call 303-803-1380 from 12 to 8 p.m. for pickup. Use code DNVR to save $5. Uh, one more read, guys. Let's talk about Strava Craft Coffee. You can use code DNVR25 to save 25% off a single shipment, or you can be smart, use that same code, get 20% off every shipment for life when you use their subscription service. You choose what flavor, what dosage, when it comes to you, every two, four, six, eight weeks. Not seven, I have no idea, but two, four, six, eight weeks. It might be seven, but, it, but it's not on the copy. Check out Strava Craft Coffee. Hey, I seriously sincerely recommend Which this one, one to do? you if you struggle with anxiety okay. uh if you <laughs> so. don't like drinking coffee in the morning because of how hyped up it gets you try strava instead they're a great company they need our help check them out right on should we do these right right off the bat it's an uh, interesting way to start our monday night uh God i've got like five more hours of work ahead of me something so dehumanizing <laughs> about drinking out of a plastic out of a it really is out of a ramekin <laughs> in exchange yeah. for money in exchange for money but I you know what whore. Givoli and also oh, not just Givoli. The worst part. Salud. Salud. Salud, 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 Argentina. Salud, Argentina. To my friends down south, I see you. And then they've also <laughs> a question. 
Wow, that was, that was the strong rock. <coughs> Fox, that hey, new? Yo, the worst part is that invariably now that the bar is more full, one of you, our beloved chat members, tonight, they'll come into the bar. Tonight it was Jarrett. Buckets is here as oh, well. Shut up, Buckets, Jarrett from the Discord. Every time somebody comes in, we yeah, offer them some Rakia, and I film it, expecting that they're going to have a uh, strong reaction, childlike reaction yeah. like I do. And every single person is like, oh, it's pretty good. I like it. I'm like, yeah. screw all of you guys. <laughs> it's the camera phone. And they're faking. <laughs> they're faking awesome. it. Yeah, that's it. Trying to, look, yeah. trying to look cool. That's Thoughts okay. on Faku drawing the, the flagrant for the four-point swing. Here's the thing about Faku and his foul drawing. Hmm. Talk to me. Here's the thing. He is 100% the most annoying player in the NBA. There's no Love doubt. Him. Love him. 100%. I mean, like, honestly, I don't know. Patrick Beverly has antics, and maybe, like, Faku's not trying to hurt anybody. Beverly kind of does. Like, he, he's a little dirtier. You know, he he's took Westbrook out of the postseason one time right, for no, yeah. like, on, yeah, a, on a bullshit not dirty play. At all. Ah, he's a little dirty. He's a little, so? I mean, he's, he's like, like, I don't know. Something between dirty. He plays for those things. Like that that flagrant happened well, in that moment. He just plays He just never lets up. Yeah, he just never lets up. He just tries to poke you. He just he nonstop he tries to the bear. Just Look, poke you. Right yeah. after C he earns that flagrant call, you see the replay. CJ's pissed. He's rolling his eyes. Faku gets up, gets right in his face and, again. And rubs against him. Right already again, second time. Yeah, gets right back up. <laughs> I, I These things add up. And so that CJ moment doesn't come out of nowhere, even though it looks that way. So. You think he's a little dirty, Devin? I don't think he intentionally is dirty, but I think he understands that if I keep on poking at you, right. you're going to be pissed off. But right. no, that's that, not that dirty, though. Like, that's that's not dirty at all. Yeah, that's then I don't think he's dirty. Some, some dudes get up to you like that where they're, like, sticking their foot underneath right, your right, land right, right. or like like that. Like, I don't he's think not like, even like Delhi in that way. Exactly, like, yeah. He really like Delhi doesn't undercut guy. anybody at all. Delhi would try very dangerous dive after the ball. He doesn't do anything to actually hurt. Don't don't yell at us. We're with you. We misarticulated it. Not dirty. All right? Don't yell at us. Yeah. But he does just. Poke I never you. said dirty. Yeah, he, he does just poke and poke and poke. And here's the thing, man, you've got to be kind of mentally tough to go against him because the team has had a, you know, Portland has had success, especially with Damian Lillard on him. But I do feel like tonight he won that battle. The tensions rose and rose and rose and rose, and Faku like just didn't stop. And they got pissed. And they, it, it's like the classic thing where he's trying to bait you, trying to bait That's you, and thing, he baited like, him so many times. He's, like, he's just like a little brother. No, he, he plays like he's 5'7 in the NBA. Yeah. That's what he's doing, right? Yeah. You I mean, create, yeah. you five, create seven, these advantages. 5'7 in the NBA and completely fearless. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It's crazy. Like, he is should, the most fearless player in the NBA. He gets man. crunched all the time, but like you don't <laughs> notice it because he just gets right back up. He's like... It's like <laughs> it's right back in your face. Yeah. I did, that was the greatest thing I ever saw when CJ McCollum was shoved him down. And then he was like smacking him, and then CJ's like, around, "What?" Like, You're like, "Dude, you right freaking shoved him to the ground." <laughs> just, gets, just give him a little brush. What do you mean? What you so got? You good. lost your cool, bro. You I just can't him. believe how much Malone loves him and does not hide yeah. him. He truly loves him. Like yeah. when he gets under CJ's skin, like Malone's like the first one up. Like, yeah, let's do, let's do this, dude. There's a great comment here from Alex Epstein. He's always the one in the middle of the tension, but he's never the one losing his cool. Oh, it's so true. That's so well yeah. said, Alex. Dude, he's like it. not even close to losing his cool. In fact, is, who's the second least likely to lose their cool on the court? Because I can't Monte. even take Bobo. <laughs> not on the court though. Monte. <laughs> Zeke. Yeah, but Monte even Zeke. like Zeke's good. He, but these guys aren't on the court. Bit, uh, Monte is like Monte might be it. Millsap ah, uh, Millsap gets Millsap can get suckered a little bit. Not 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 too often, but he can he can throw a little like this or that. Like uh, Faku is so in control of the emotions. There's literally no other candidate. There really is no. It's just Monte and Faku. But I do want to say like Aaron Gordon. Like if Faku was a trailblazer, I, I would be like on a on a cursing rant right now. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's the ultimate. Like if he's on your squad, hell yeah. And if he's on the other one, that guy's annoying. Yeah. Uh, they're definitely gonna boo him in Portland. Um, oh, just pathetic! Baby, I can't wait. Absolutely pathetic. Of them oh, to do I can't so. wait. Um, the nutmeg, by the way, punctuation tonight. That's a great. Woo. That was a great. Like get off the court. You know. He I like when he, there's a moment. He didn't even have to do it. He yeah. did it just to like it was it was showmanship. Yeah, like he's he's doing it in, in a cool way, and also it was still a productive way. Yeah, like you know you see like some of the like European basketball highlight games, and they're going around the guy's neck, and it doesn't do it. It doesn't lead to anything. That led to a basket, which led to more momentum, which led to him now having a shirt, which led to everyone going to get the shirt. So here's the oh, thing. <laughs> I don't want things like Lillard has it a little bit easy in the series so far. We'll see what happens now as Denver just. But one of the reasons they have it easy is because Denver can't make Lillard work that hard on the other end. So he kind of gets the rest on one end and go up against a guy that, for whatever reason, has really got him going. Give Damian Lillard credit. Faku is making it hard on him in terms of like staying in front, but he is just above it. Whatever that stuff that he does to get under people's skins, Lillard has been above it especially in that first half, and it, it has worked. And it makes me think, I don't really like Faku on Dame. Yeah. Oh, I, no, I, I honestly work. think that we are, we are past it. It does not work. He plays hard, but he's not effective on him. I do think he can be effective against CJ and as a help side, and he got all these other things. But I think going forward, that experiment of him on Damien, I think we know we have, we have our read. This is the thing. is that Michael Malone is a counterpuncher. Like, we've learned this yeah. in now – Literally every playoff series we've been involved with with him is that comes out, loses the first game, makes adjustments. Like this is what he did. like. Yeah. You do something, and it it oftentimes comes slower than people want. But that's why every series goes seven games, and ultimately, like Michael Malone has been right more than he's been wrong. So uh, putting Aaron Gordon on on uh, Dame instead of Faka, I mean, it just doesn't work. It seems like on paper it should work, but it does not work. Faka I'll say on one Dame. thing. I don't know if I'm done with starting that way. Starting that way. Yeah, and Dame, I think sometimes with s smaller guys like Faku, he loves that step back. Now, he's hitting it over him all day long. But I think you just... I think you start... First of all, they were up 12 at half. Right. I don't think you want to show the AG card for the rest of the series. That's Dame, a good point. Dame will make adjustments to that as well. Eventually, he'll start getting that call. That little bump where he went in the air and, and went to pass it off. He'll God, get I that, hate the NBA. He'll get that yeah, call in Portland. He will start. He'll get that, that call in Portland. So starting that so way, and then maybe there's a game or two this series where Dame goes for those step backs and they aren't falling, and you've bought yourself some time. I like saving the adjustments of Shaq and AG for yo. He he's it's panic time. I, I also don't mind him like guarding. I don't think he is getting beat so bad that it's like we have to hunt him out and go for it. I think it's more that it's just like if this is what you're going to do, I'm going to get going. I don't think they're going to be like, hey, let's get Faku switched on to Dame. Like that takes too much effort, takes too right. much time, and he still guards him well. Right. And nothing. And like you said, if other things aren't spiraling off of it, you're just getting these hero plays, then you know, you, if you can Dude. win that way and Dame's going to score 50 Shh, a night. Dame's ball movement was... Sorry, go, I, you are. Well, I was just going to say like Dame was point. as hero-y as it gets tonight. And right. Portland had no other parts of their offense going. That's exactly Nothing it. else going. They they and they lost by twenty. They played <laughs> the right way and a half in game one. Now I'm not saying Dame was wrong to go to his shot. He was hitting it, but I still think you're more comfortable if you see Portland doing that than what they were doing game one. This really was an ass whooping disguise. Disguised disguised by 42 <laughs> heroic points by Lillard because those shots that he hit tonight, those threes. I mean, tip your hat. He's capable. He could do it for yeah. five more games. But it took that. It took a hero's effort to only lose by it 20 know, It took that to lose by 20. Congratulations. Yeah. Do you have something there, Dev, you wanted to chime in on? 
No, I was just going to say I, I, I'm with vote on as far as just keeping Faku on him to start the game. Also, it just like gets him out of a flow to start out with step backs the entire time. Right. And then have to to read what's happening later in the game where you're not able to get those same step backs against Aaron Gordon. And then also it gives Aaron Gordon the ability to not have to chase him for the entire mm-hmm. game and then take away from whatever the game plan is for the Nuggets. So just being able to switch it up and, and, and have – um, different methods at times just can go a long way. So yeah. here's here's the funniest thing to me that happened tonight statistically. We talked the other day when we previewed this series. Can the Nuggets win a game when Michael Porter has fewer than 20 points? Mm. He had 18 tonight. He did not shoot the ball that well, although he was three of six from three. So thanks for that. <laughs> Five of 13 from the field. Well, I mean, it, what the, but he wasn't. No, he offensively wasn't. he was he underwhelming wasn't. tonight. He wasn't. But here's the thing: he was a plus 17, almost a game high plus 17, and. It's almost—it's just hilarious to me, you know. Single player plus minus doesn't mean that he was the reason they were that, but it is funny to think that the Nuggets put up 128 points tonight and Porter was average. Yeah, and he didn't even get the rebounds, which we maybe thought. But you know, we've he seen also, those. at least he was hitting his threes for the most part. I mean, I know he left you high and dry Th- when three it came six to is your, big, yeah. yeah, to your. But he was still 50. percent Yeah, better than 10. percent Yeah. <laughs> he also true. went five for five from the line, which I appreciate. He had a couple of drives where, like three months ago, he fades away on that right. and avoids the contact. But and tonight he just went. But for isn't it. there something like so like just if you, if I was to tell you that like we watched a game, Dame scored forty, Mike didn't have that great of a game. You're like, oh my god, did we go down 0-2? It's like no, we won by twenty. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe like maybe it's like we don't. It, Michael Porter Jr. does not have to be the second well, coming of Jamal, who's the second coming of Michael right. Jordan. Like, yeah. maybe there's enough on this team that like other, you know, the, the cracks can be filled in because they came into that first game like they were nervous. Like they, Michael Porter Jr. was off his game. Like everybody not named Jokic was off their game last yeah. last time, and Portland was just on their game. They were giving the Nuggets their absolute best punch. Everybody was hitting. Yeah, and like, dude, this is Portland. Like, it's somewhere in the middle, obviously, but like. I mean, I think did again. They shot forty eight and a half percent on thirty three threes again tonight. So what? Like they didn't yeah. shoot but again. Well. But take Dame away from it. Yeah, it was just Dame. Yeah, it was, it was mostly just Dame. Dame. Um, yeah, Michael Porter. The thing about him that's funny is, I'm not surprised. I think he was the team high last game too for plus minus for the Nuggets or the lowest of the negatives because everybody was negative. <laughs> but part of this is because when he is on the court. The Nuggets have one elite floor spacer that everybody's worried about. When he's not on the court, the Nuggets have zero elite. And the, the gap between zero and one is huge. So I think that's what it is, is when he's out there, just the offense hums a little bit better. And defensively, he doesn't really cost you anything. He's, not, he's no longer a liability, and tonight he wasn't really in a pickle in any way. Um, so do you expect, though, here's the big question, 18 points. Do you expect more from him, Dev? In coming games from a scoring standpoint, I'm, let's combine the last two. What do you have? Twenty five last game, eight, 18 this time. Yeah. Let's combine the two. Do you think points, this is about what we can expect? Eighteen to twenty five. I'll say yeah, you could expect it. Also, I think that um, right now they still are in the respect factor of he's on the he's on the court. So make sure that you keep a body on him the entire time. You also know what's going to happen when he's on the floor. Um, so I think a lot of it is game planning by Portland to make sure that he's not getting open looks or he doesn't get a second to just take off with a shot because a lot of them are still contested even though there's no contested shots by him i do think that some like some will start falling but also i don't think it was a coincidence that now Jokic's assists are are like starting to trend in the right direction because now you could do a dho or you could do some type of offensive flow where the offense is going because michael porter jr has got himself going early so I do think that he will get better. But at the same time, I think that Malone and also the Nuggets are content with him 
just being able to score when he when he wants. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's talk about Aaron Gordon. I know we did briefly, um, but. Uh, again, just his ability to guard Damian Lillard, that's not a matchup I really had a ton of confidence in, but I felt like he locked in. And I mentioned this last game, the energy and effort waning as the game went on. I think he made a conscious effort not to allow that to happen tonight. Part of this was he jumped into the spotlight in the second half and took on that responsibility. But I even thought second quarter, you know, throughout the other parts of the game, just crashing the boards hard, make, just making hustle plays and <laughs> he's a frustrating player because I want him to play like Faku does on defense, but nobody else. No, like that's probably too. But high literally, standard. no one on earth. Does. No one on earth does. But I thought thought he brought it more tonight. Yeah, he also. I, I'm curious on a rewatch how many of those might have been fouls. Like he lost the ball MPJ esque a lot. Oh yeah, the rim in the first half. But I mean, almost none of that matters. I mean, <laughs> you just key in on why Aaron Gordon's here and how that manifested tonight, and that's in guarding Dame. And I just thought he did a really good job. You know, he really didn't do, and a lot of it was strength, you know, because Dame's so quick and squirrely, but he didn't let him turn corners. And again, I thought it was clean, but he was giving him that shoulder bump so strong. And you see Dame flying off balance instead of turning the corner, penetrating and kicking, which he's been doing for two games quite well. Just all of it. You just really like the way he cuts off what Dame's trying to do. I I love the fact that Aaron Gordon is is trying hard on defensive end. But also he's defending without fouling. I think that that's like what the the big difference is. And also he has the length and athleticism that he's going to make you have to adjust. And you're going to have to like shoot a tough shot. Dame's shots in the second half are actually step backs where Gordon, you know, he's he's making sure that he can't get by him. But then he's not realizing that Damian Lillard's just going to pull up. But at the same time, you're not making every one of those type of shots. It's just a tough shot to make and to keep shooting. And, and he altered the way that Lillard yes. started. He, Plus, Gordon's contest actually yes. gets yeah. there, right? We're it, it just looks completely different. And to have him not have to do that for a full game, like by having other people come in and be able to do it, 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 it preserves the, the fouls. It also does not allow him to tire out really quickly. And also, like later in the game, when it matters, Lillard has to make a decision. Do I, do I try to force it inside? Or do I keep shooting these step backs? Right. That's yeah. the thing. Like Lillard wore down as the game went on. Like Gordon, like made him really work for his shots in the second half. Like he was kind of getting whatever he wants, and it, exactly like over Faku, like he can just release whenever he wants. Yeah, like, and he was doing it, but he was having to like really come around uh, screens hard, and he was having to like contort a lot more. And you just saw him like right. start to wait. Like I mean, you know, he's a human being, believe yeah. it or not. Um, so, yeah, just making him work for it. Like yeah. that, that, That's the difference, right? I, I do wonder. I mean, look, it's sad to say you guys joked about it earlier about the foul calls, but I do think it's going to come. Like, yeah, me This too. is the thing that's so, so dumb about the NBA is when you put a bigger guy out on the perimeter, then you worry about, well, if the littler guy initiates contact, you know, he's going to get a lot of these foul calls. Whereas, like, if you put a little guy in the post on a big guy, it's like, oh, the big guy better watch out for foul <laughs> Like, it only right. works in one direction. Don't, don't yeah. back him down too hard. Don't back him down too that hard now. Fella. So, um <laughs> So I do worry about that with Gordon guarding him for a long time, and maybe that's why you feel put Faku on him, this or that. I will say Shaq Harrison came in and gave you 10 minutes, and I like those 10 minutes. I think Shaq Harrison can guard both of those guys, CJ and Dame. Like can. Denver needs to generate turnovers. They're not doing that in this series very well. There's only, uh, I guess, oh, holy, holy hell, there was 21 turnovers tonight. So they did do it a, a good job of that tonight. For them, but I think that he <laughs> is one guy that can really do that. Yeah. Faku did too, by the way. Faku had Dude, a lot of Faku on Faku on McCollum. It works. Yeah, Faku on Dame. I mean, like nobody but 
Aaron Gordon on Dame work, but it, like absolutely, Faku does not work on Dame, but it works on on, uh, on CJ. Like it bothered him. Enough. I want to see more Shaq Harrison. I mean, Malone clearly likes Marcus Howard. He did play 15 minutes tonight. He was a plus one, so Denver won those minutes. He only gets two shots up. He hits both of them. One of them a three, so he has five points. But whatever he's giving you on offense, I'm not sure that it it matters as much as if you can just stop them. Maybe it does. Maybe it, I, I don't know. No, I feel that it's way. so crazy because. Shaq's defense is up here and his offense is down here. And Marcus's offense is up here and his defense is <laughs> It's a total inversion I just, of just talent. Like, you need what Shaq gives you more than those five to seven points. That's just how I Couldn't feel. Couldn't they like maybe put Shaq on or put Marcus on Shaq's shoulders and then put a, a, <laughs> a, big a trench long coat. trench coat over the that, chair. Uh, that's <laughs> three children standing. <laughs> Again, how do I have to point this out? Um, but but, yeah, but with, with Shaq, he, he just gives you small boosters. That, that dunk. Yeah. That was a that was a momentum changer. Like everyone rallies when he makes any play. It doesn't even have to Can be you point a basket. This way, Kale. Yeah. Are you cold? I'm freaking uh, sweating over here. It, like, oh, it makes too much. All right, all um, right. <laughs> yeah, like you just you need that, and you also need it more than we'll just be than, hot then. than Howard. <laughs> yeah, I'm hot. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I am listening to you, Devin. Kale is somehow freezing. So you no, like you? Here he comes. Look at this. Don't, don't, look, don't, show don't. him the mustache, Kale. Show him the new look. Look at this thing. If hey. I told you, Dev, you have the option in Game Three to just replace 100% of Marcus Howard's minutes with Shaq Harrison, <laughs> how receptive are you to that? I'll do it. I'd make that decision. I just, I, you need defense. You desperately need Agreed. defense. Agreed. Um, so yeah, you have to do it. Um, I, I would probably do it. I mean, there is a situation where. You know, tonight Denver was up big, and then you can go to your defensive lineup. Maybe there's a situation where they're down and you need more offense or whatever, but kind of have to pick there. It's so funny that we're like, which two-way player should play 20 <laughs> minutes in game three? <laughs> like, what? Tory Cra- Let's get Tory Craig back. Call Phoenix. Yeah, I know. Uh, Tory Craig's a full real backfire from a car. Was it? Yeah. Either that or a pipe bomb. So yeah. <laughs> uh, this may be the last one ever. Uh, we'll lean hard on the backfire option. But, uh, yeah, also um, – Yikes. Shouts to everyone who came out to the bar tonight, and also shouts to Votes Ankles making oh! an appearance before midnight. Even we're gonna have to throw an NSFW. On I'm getting a lot of questions if the ankles in my contract, and I just want to clarify. Yes, it is. Yes, they are. <laughs> I must show a little bit. Dude. The last guys, the, the last two we didn't even talk about. It, I'm gonna put them together. But Millsap and Jermichael Green, a bounce back game from both of them, especially Paul Millsap, 15 yeah. points tonight, and they were all huge. We talked about this as a to me Millsap being a Swing, you know, one of those guys that is a, a swinger. He's a swinger. So you go, Dad's a swinger. <laughs> is that <laughs> uh, really, really Dad, tough to find Dad, that out? Dad's throwing key parties with J Mike. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> took it way too far. Um, but you know, tonight took it one step further. He went one step way. further. I, I took it arguably too far. Um, he goes five of eight from the field. He gets seven rebounds, three assists, a steal, fifteen points, and just some big, big time shots. You know, and Denver needed him. So that's what you hope. That's what you so, want out of Dad, dude. Like he. I mean, after that key party, like you just want him to be when he's at his best. He just makes shots. Like it's always unspectacular. Yeah. He's just around the rim. He like puts it back. It like again, it, like just slides over the rim. Like doesn't get any air, but somehow just goes in. He at, at a certain point, I think he was five of five yeah. shooting. It's when like you a just, perfect mill side. When you look at his his game in a vacuum tonight, he only plays fifteen minutes. He has fifteen points and seven rebounds. Like he was clearly the aggressor. Um, in this game and also got to the free throw line. Um, so so that was like a, a big game for him. And also they just desperately need 
something else off the bench and for it to be um, your veteran presence that, that has that playoff experience, it, it goes a long way. Yeah. We got to go ahead. James Rate, Super Chat. Just got a pay raise. Nuggets get a blowout. Eric drops a shirt. What more could you want from life? Sharing some of the love your way, DNVR. Maybe a hug? Come on, James. Um, Hey, we're not just grifters, man. We see you. We appreciate you. We we love you back, James. We love you back. Thanks to all of you. Hell yeah, James. 1,600 roughly Nuggets fans hanging out live. Throw a like on the video if you haven't yet. James, we appreciate you. And curiously... Very few Portland fans in the chat tonight. <laughs> they didn't come here to troll. <laughs> um, or they're just being respectful, which I appreciate. Oh, which I, wow. There's which also I really been, I, I do, yeah. there have been five, six Portland fans rocking with us since the start of the season. Right. Cool, cool, we appreciate right. you. Yeah. Um, we see you. Uh, there's a lot of really cool Portland fans that have been hanging out. All there you go. Shouts, shouts to the cool Portland fans. We, we appreciate you guys. Um, you're welcome here. Uh, so no double-figure scorers off the bench for Portland. Two for Denver. I think it was flipped last time when you had both Simons and Mello. So... I mean, obviously a clear ba- battleground, those, those benches, and who can, who can impose their will. And tonight that was Denver. Um, if we look to the other side, was there anything that stood out to you guys? We talked about Nurkic. We talked about Lillard. Is there any other players that sort of stood out to you for Portland as either being guys that, you know, had an off night, guys that are struggling, or just anything, anything major? Yeah, I've looked at Norman Powell as an, as an X factor in this series, and I think through two games he's been underwhelming. Tonight a little better 5-9 from the field, but he missed all of his threes. And then no rebounds, no assists, no steals. Yeah. This is a guy that I think that dude can can one at one point throughout this series, he might be the third best player on the floor. Yeah, for one game. And and we haven't seen that yet. And like I think if I were a Blazers fan, I'd I'd be thinking we could use a little First more. First off, from you'd Norm. be rethinking a lot of your life choices. That too. Question can somebody explain this to me? It's been explained to me before and I still cannot grasp or understand the trade of Gary Trent Jr. for Norman Powell. Man, well, again, you know what? This is kind of like the Gordon trade for Denver, where it was like Portland wasn't thinking of Denver when they made that trade. Because if it was me, I'd be watching that one. I was more concerned of yeah. Gary Trent by far because he he seemed to have some bad blood he with absolutely with he MPJ with like MPJ, anybody, yeah, with anybody, but especially MPJ. And I think they're actually friends. But I think there's a little bit of a Mike was the golden boy, and I was the guy that was always overlooked, yeah. and this or that. So. I 100% feared Gary Trent more. Me too. But, again, Portland wasn't worried about us. I yeah. need an explanation. I still don't get it. You <laughs> want to talk about fear. The player that really stands out for me for Portland is Robert Covington. Nobody is afraid of him. Anybody. <laughs> he doesn't do anything offensively. He doesn't do anything deep. I thought that he nah. was a, a great two-way player. For some reason, I don't know where that came from. We all He's got a little dude. We coveted Covington. Yeah, he's got a little bit of the Ariza thing where it's like he had the high-profile year, yeah. and then he's just been coasting on that yeah. for a long time. But he's good. He's better than what he he's showed tonight. Nobody he's, good. No, he's been showing nothing. <laughs> he just disappears at a lot of a t- a lot of times. I, I I think he's a little bit more that guy. It's like Aaron Gordon. Everyone's like, wow, he scores twelve points, and I thought he was different. Different. It's like, no, actually, he's a defensive guy who sometimes brings it on offense, sometimes doesn't, and you just can't really count on it. Um, the guy that, if I'm looking at the box sheet and really thinking about this game, the guy that jumps out to me is Simons, Anthony Simons. Played ten minutes tonight, only got one shot off. Mm. Yes. He hit it. But the fact that last game it was so loud, like, oh, he's open nonstop. The fact that he wasn't open and just wasn't getting it. Again, some of this is, as you mentioned, Damian Lillard was going off, and that sucks. But nothing spiraled off of right. those possessions. Right. And they didn't get the ball popping. Portland did not tonight. And Simons is a guy that, like, benefits from that more than anything else. Yeah, For I sure. think also just being down is just, I mean, the second unit didn't get to play a ton. They were losing the entire time. So you only played 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Carmelo, too. Same point you were just making, but... Well, he was in foul trouble. I mean, Carmelo had a, a really... He was in hell tonight. But he also just God missed his shots. It. And, like, yeah. again, we said that, uh. that Carmelo stint that we saw in game one would happen. But I also... I also think you're going to see these where he doesn't hit those shots and then you're happy with him taking them. But he also only got five shots off tonight in True. 21 minutes, which is True. just the... If you look at the shot totals, it's actually pretty funny. Nurkic got up eight. He made two of them. <laughs> made two of his eight shots. McCollum got up tw 12 shots and he made nine of them. But outside of that, then Lillard, of course, 24. Then you have three from Covington. Norman Powell got nine shots yeah, up. Man, and then the next was Mel. Like, nobody got shots this up. This is like what you, this is exactly what you want. Yes. You want Dame cooking yes. and Dame alone, where you're yeah. like, I'm the only they, one that can do this. He was like, a minus 16 tonight, Dame was, and he was fantastic. I mean, guys, they, want, you, they won those minutes. I don't want this to get lost in the Aaron Gordon adjustment sort of noise. They won the Lillard 32 half by 12. Right, you're, right. You're, yep. I, this is the, the shot profile you're looking to force them to take. Uh, let's take our final break. On the other side, Harrison says he's still 10 minutes out, waiting on Aaron Gordon to, to finish up speaking. Then he will join us. Dev can't handle this. <laughs> he's tired, man. He's tired. He's got to get to bed. We he's need a, a post-game lift sesh for, for Dev. <laughs> for Dev. Uh, on the other side, though, I do want to talk about the two games <laughs> now combined <laughs> and the personality of the series is taking on trends and, and what's going to happen going forward. All right. Well, I did the wrong read, so get ready for a four-read break. Let's I'll go real quick. Go. Uh, when it comes to car and home insurance, don't we all deserve to better? I know I do. That's why I check out Gabby Insurance. Literally stands for get a better insurance. They're not insurance providers. They're essentially price shoppers. There's a good chance you're paying way too much. Gabby customers save $961 per year on average. They'll never sell your info. No, spoiling, no annoying spam or robocalls. Put your policy to the test like we have. It's totally free to check out. Go to Gabby.com slash DNVR. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash D-N-V-R. And go. it's everyone's favorite read. Manscaped, the lawnmower oh, 4.0 yeah. is back out. <laughs> uh, fellas, it's it's a little bit like Paul Millsap. You're doing the dirty work that okay. no one's going to see. Okay. No one's going to talk about it but, the next day. Uh, but if you don't do it, yeah. folks will notice. It's going to show up on the box score. The, tell that's you right. It'll, it will show up. So check out <laughs> Manscaped. Use code DNVR to get 20% off and free worldwide shipping at manscaped.com. That's worldwide shipping for our international homies. One more 4.0. Waterproof LED light. Can't cut yourself. What more could you want? Check it out. Pick it up. <laughs> Uh, also got to talk about our presenting sponsor and also just a sponsor, DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. It's playoff time, big stakes, bigger promotions. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $5 into 200 That's 40 to 1 odds on any basketball game. All you have to do is pick any team that is still in the hunt for the trophy, and if that team wins, you receive $200 in free credits. Don't forget, DraftKings oh, Sportsbook boy. already offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, baseball, so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you know they're not messing with your money. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $5 into $200. That's promo code DNVR for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Crushing this, 21 or older, so good, only new customers Keep it only. going, bro. You're on Major a roll. paid out inside credits. Restrictions apply. So DraftKings clear out. Sportsbook for details. This Gambling problem. This is an ISO. 1-800-522-47. You got another one in you? Zero, zero. Well, it's a tough one for me. All right, here we go. It's a tough one. Okay, what is it? I think I'm going to say it right this time. Solace Meds. Hey! We've got a new partner. Hey! Where, as you guys know, we partner with Solace Meds. They've got some banging deals this month. Here's a few to look forward to. Uh, oh, a lot of these have passed already, but here's the deal. Solace Meds has a lot of great deals. Yeah, and on top of that, you can use code DNVR20 to get an additional 20% off your entire purchase whenever you check out at Solace Meds. 
Uh, they make your cannabis shopping experience a delight. You can head to their website, oh. view their menu, order online, and pick up at your convenience. Just head to Solace, that's S-O-L-A-C-E, meds.com, and purchase from there. One more time, Solace Meds, use code DNVR20 to save 20%. Let's freaking go, dude. Look at you. We have a special guest here. Um, oh. anybody, do you want to take off? Uh, do you want to duck early? I know so. I mean. Absolutely. <laughs> Did he physically? He physically yeah. came Get here out, to the bar, dude. so we have a special oh, guest. Everybody, say good night to Dev. Unbelievable! I, I, it sucks that I have to go, y'all. <laughs> Do you have a parting Damn, thought? You, you have a parting thought that you want to share? Hey, the series is is at zero zero. All right, there we go. We're going to Portland, okay? And we're gonna bring that same momentum. Let's we're gonna kill. bring that same intensity. We have the best player. We have the best coach. We have the best fan base. Oh my we have god! The best Online show. Let's go. Dude, <laughs> we're all into it. We have the best shirts. Hey, Dev, I'm really looking forward to hanging with you after the show's done. We'll meet up. I'm sure you'll still be here. Yeah, dude. We'll have a few drinks. Yeah, let's, let's talk about I'm the sure show you'll still be uh, here, shortly right? after. Oh, oh all right, so Dev, oh, yeah. we have a special guest <laughs> yeah, here. So I, might, Dev, I might not be able to leave. If I had known this, I would not have sent some tweets tonight. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, somebody's mad. I might stick around. <laughs> Everybody, welcome on my co-host from Locked On Nuggets, of course, from the Action Network, senior NBA writer. Oh, no, you got it. He, dude, he has work in like four hours. <laughs> Look at this. Oh, begrudgingly. Wow. This is what a this is what a Twitter beef looks like IRL. It is a math problem. <laughs> do you want to put the microphone? Yeah. In front of you? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I mean, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you have to do it into the microphone. The, the children don't appreciate it. Yeah, you do have to say it into the microphone. <laughs> Are you familiar with podcasts, Matt? Or? <laughs> I didn't come over here. Oh, you <laughs> catch. Well, did. Did, did you physically come fight Brendan? Can we actually yes, stop I did. the show? I came over here. <laughs> Let's go. Oh. Well, just a hair closer there, too. Uh, so, Matt Moore, everybody. Matt Moore. Um, Matt, how was the arena tonight? Uh, it was phenomenal. No one, they didn't get booed at halftime. They didn't get booed on game two last year. No, the crowd was great. The crowd was uh, excellent. They were into it the entire, I think the fact, I will say this, this series is very well suited for Denver fans. I feel like that's not true, but I want to hear why you think that. It's because these two teams now hate each other. Yeah, they hate each other. Oh, my God. The Mellow thing, and Mellow hates being booed. Yeah. And Mellow has egged it on. And so, like, the crowd was ready to go. And as soon as they started, like, going at it, as soon as the kerfuffling yeah. started. Dude, a lot so of kerfuffling. kerfuffling there so was so a lot of kerfuffling. kerfuffling. Yeah. So, I mean, the crowd was great. They were actually really well-tuned for this because, like, they didn't get down. Like, no matter what Dame did, they were just like, that was impressive. Yeah. Let's go. Right, right, like, they yeah. didn't get down. They didn't get frustrated. Like, both games, very yeah. solid. It's it's funny, man, because some sometimes you hear from the old-timers, and they're like, I miss the good old days when you – shoulder check a guy and put him on his ass or this or that these days they're all buddy buddy and i think like the fighting is definitely gone and with that the butt blood blood doesn't boil over to uh, those extents thank god you just have to beat him on a basketball court tonight and i'll tell you what there's there's a lot of bad blood between I these teams, look I'll, t- I'll tell you I this i am shocked they got through that fourth quarter without without a fight i know i thought know. i, I thought there was going to be one so great well, like, the third quarter only took two hours <laughs> <of> <laughs> the they would have but they were it's tired. It's it midnight, was, right? It the referees like, were ridiculous, but that game was also just like so elevated that they kind of had to. Um, so, do you guys? So, the the math problem is real. You're not wrong about this. Yeah, it was Denver <laughs> is a post scoring right right now. This version of them. <laughs> I am. I am. 
But here's the thing we've been talking you about. You see how proud he was when he sent that tweet, by the way. I was like. Didn't tag me. Just subtweet out of the world. And he's got followers that are like tagging me. And I'm like, what is this shit? Uh, look over. Oh, man, hey, it's all I right. Deserve it. you I know, deserve it. I deserve it. A couple days ago, I put out, or yesterday, I put out the tweet that was in reference to Mark Spears' tweet that I had so many people tagging Mark Spears with like, this is why you suck at this. I'm like, no, Mark Spears is a great, <laughs> no, Mark great Spears. job. Like, no legend of, of yeah. journalism. One of the no. most important writers in all of the NBA. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the point I take exception yeah, yeah, to, yeah. but whatever. It's water under the fridge. Um, no, but the math problem, you Ice know, it's, it's interesting because tonight what I thought happened, and we talked about this just a moment ago, Lillard went off, but they didn't get the ball popping. They didn't get all the other things that spiraled off of Lillard Hopeless. going off in the last game. It was him making some incredible shots and being comfortable, but they weren't five passes and Simons is open, five passes and Powell cuts for a dunk. It was just Lillard being heroic. Yeah, Stott said after the game, basically, they got outplayed in every facet of the game except for Dame's 40. Like, except for what? Except for Dame's 40. Oh, like, if right, not for yeah. Dame's 40, we just got our ass I love that that's a oh, facet right. of the game. They're like, okay, we got offense, defense, Dame's, Dame's 40. 40. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it was. It honestly was. A, sure was. This was a 30-point blowout yeah. at halftime if it weren't for that. Yeah, I mean, it was It was nuts to see what Dame did. But it was also, I will say this, like, it, it's going to go under the radar because of what Dame did. But, like, the fact that Joker was basically coming down and matching him. Right. right. And, but right. there was that period, though, where it was like, Dame hits a three, Joker hits a two. Dame hits a three. Joker hits a two. Right. It's like yeah. they're going back and forth. I'm like, yeah, but the lead. Yeah, the lead's <laughs> losing. Right. Yeah, yeah. math. That was that was the math part. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, Lillard was 11 of 24 tonight, and he had 42 points on those 24 shots. So he's getting to the line. He was knocking down threes. But you know, it, it was like he had eight threes in the first half of this game. I, Not I, even ha- like first what uh, 22 minutes, and then Shaq Harrison came in and cooled him. Yeah. Like so is that so that's one of my questions, Shaq Harrison. I mean, more, in line for more minutes. By the time that the series is over, the full time assignment needs to be Aaron Gordon and Shaq Harrison. Yeah, full time. Yeah, no that, other assignment. No other assignments. But do you do you take your time getting there? Do you want to sort of hide these if you can? Try Fox Aaron Gordon Rivers in particular, or? just because you need him out there. And I look as much as he did a great job. Lillard's going to draw a lot of fouls on him because Lillard draws so many yeah, fouls. Yeah. So this is the thing: is like Faku played him really well for a half. And then Dame figured him out, and Aaron played him really well for a half. Dame's gonna go, is gonna yep. drive. But I will say this: here's the big thing: Aaron can let him go if he's driving in to help. Right. I have so much respect for Dame's game. If there's one weakness, it's passing off the move. Mm. He's really good at stop passes. He had that turnover to Simons today. He yep. is not the like athletic freak that Russell Westbrook is, where he can make it easy and then process the, the pass. Right, right. He has to focus so much on the drive that if you force him into that, you he's likely to throw a pass. You saw this a couple times tonight. He yeah. would throw a pass high, and that gives your guy time to recover. Like If the pass isn't completely on target then you have time to get out there and recover. And so right. like that, that to me actually I think is a replicable strategy to be like, okay, we're gonna make you drive, we're gonna bring help to contest you at the rim, and we're gonna make you make passes over your shoulder, driving to the rim, and that's how we're right. gonna try and continue. And that I do think works because when they had to reset, the Blazers were frustrated in that second half of that. Sure, yeah. How do you grade Yoke through two games? Good God, uh, A plus. <laughs> Like, I don't – it feels better than 2019. It feels, like, on par with the Clippers series. It's not as hard. Right. Because no. even though Zubach was, and Harrell were both barbecue chicken, 
they're still better defenders at their core than Nurkic and Kanner. Like, I yeah, mean, but you know, the Clippers did send the help, and I do think Jokic likes, especially the way they were sending help. Like the Clippers were, I don't think, very smart. No, in their approach. But I do think that with Jokic, he was very comfortable with that. As much as they were better players all around the court, Jokic is more comfortable. And it's like you're going to do this really dumb double. Cool. Tonight in this series, they're clearly saying you got to shoot a lot, a lot, a lot. And I'm impressed with just his lack of hesitation. Totally. He doesn't. He's resigned to the fact that he has to be a scorer, and he's scoring very. Still picked up five assists. I thought a nice, interesting wrinkle tonight was moving him off ball. Yeah. And having him cut and move and do things like that, and then just having the offense be a little bit more like multiplayer centric rather than than single like it wasn't just we're gonna we're gonna put him in the block and let him go to work it was exactly we're gonna hit him in the block we're gonna hit him up top we're gonna give him a pick and roll we're gonna do all like monte was like key for that like monte was phenomenal yeah as far as that he goes so good. i thought he was fantastic tonight yeah. Yeah. huge huge impact and this is it's what did he have two regular season games now this and then one playoff so now he has this one it's like okay maybe he's back to what we expect yeah. from him i don't know um how do you feel about this series? It's going to go seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I, honestly, like, it almost feels more likely to go seven than not. I agree, man. Portland's going to win game three. Denver's going to win game four. Denver's going to win game five. Portland's going to win game six. Sounds right to me. And we're going to be right back at game seven in Denver. <laughs> My thing is, like, the Nuggets didn't rely on, like, a phenom performance tonight from any one player. Like, Jokic was as good as he always is, but they were just, like, all sort of working in concert and just they just ground Portland down. Like Portland won the first game and it was just wholly reliant on the guards cooking well, us. So here they had one guard go, go yeah. off, they didn't have another, and they lost by twenty. Like I, I just this is like every, Charles Barkley would always talk about famously that like a jump shooting team could not win in the NBA playoffs until the Golden State Warriors came along and they broke that idea. But like our is Portland as good as the Golden State Warriors? I, mean, look, I will say this, like I thought it was more than just the stars in game one. Portland was getting anything they wanted. All the role players hit shots. And tonight I felt like it flipped. Tonight I felt like Denver's others were ready and stepped up. Portland so, Portland had a real oh shit moment second half when the shots weren't falling. Yeah. Like when they were like creating those threes and they weren't going. They were, there was a very much like, I mean, they are patently aware that they can't stop Denver. Right. right. Like they just can't stop Denver. No, they There's cannot. nothing they can do. Like they have to outscore them. They have to put up 120 every single game or they're going to lose. I might actually say, what's the lowest score you think the winning team will have in a game this this series? It did, if it I'd gets say to, like if, one. If it gets and to not, seven. Game seven aside. Game okay. seven aside. A potential game seven I aside. could see it being like a 113. That's what I think too. Yeah. I was going to say about one, 113, 115. Like you might have to score that many points to win in this series because I don't think Probably. Denver can start to stop them either. Yeah, um, they can't. But they, I, I don't know. Just Denver tonight showed me that what I already know is that they can outscore them. Like yeah. it doesn't. Know, and enough defense, right? I, and I don't know if it was what Denver did or what Portland fell back into. But I, Lillard taking that many more shots than anyone else, and the shot distribution looking that off. I think even with Lillard cooking, if you're Denver, yeah. you feel comfortable. Whose points are more sustainable so far? I mean, I think Lillard's averaging 38, Jokic 36 in the series. Who, Which player do you feel like? Both. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, Jokic probably just because he's it's less perimeter jump shots, and I guess there's less variance on that. But that I don't say that with any confidence. Like, Dame's in all the yeah. rhythm he needs to be. And quickly, 
Justin Bieber's Peaches has made one other appearance in the Winner's <laughs> Lounge. Second Justin Bieber song. First time for Peaches, though, World every single night. Welcome. Welcome, Justin Bieber, to the chat. <laughs> There's nobody even at the bar anymore. Nope. I think we're closed. What are we still <laughs> it's doing with the music? Darren's just, just Darren ordering this song every time. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts to bartender Darren. Jokic or Lillard. Whose points are easier to come it's by? It's both, man. Like, They're both so easy to yeah, come I by. I mean, like, like just because part of it is that Dame will get a whistle if you if you do overplay him on the perimeter, he's going to get a whistle and he'll shoot a ton of free throws in Portland. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, he'll get enough separation on some of these. Like again, he's going to figure out how to attack Aaron in the second game. They'll look at the film. I think it's good to keep throwing different looks at him, but this is kind of the thing. It's one reason, honestly, why. It makes you wonder if he, like, Malone kind of gave me uh, guff. Let's say guff. When, <laughs> Did you call him Mike? Because what happened? When, no. When <laughs> the last pa- game I was asking about Shaq Harrison, I was, like, what, what was, I was like, what was the decision to play Marcus Howard and why not play Shaq, Shaq Harrison? And he said, well, if you go back to that, that previous game, not the last game, but the one before that, and watch how they guarded Shaq, I'm not going to do your homework for you, Matt. But Whew. And I was like, okay, I tend to try and watch the games and come prepared. Thanks, Michael. But uh, he mentioned yeah, not that. not Mike. Not, not Mike. Um, <laughs> he mentioned that, and then he played him in this game. So and it makes me wonder if he didn't want to break out the emergency Shaq Harrison and if Dame was just so hot that he felt like he had to. Yeah. Uh, Keynote that I'm sure Harrison would have told you if he had been. Uh, did Harrison He's joining us at a moment, momentarily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't steal well, all his wind. Then I will not steal. Oh, is it a quote from the postgame? It's a quote from the postgame. Oh, yeah. Save it for him. <laughs> he definitely this is Harrison's quarter. Um, it's my show uh, now, Harrison. Uh, uh, locked on um, Let's talk about the contentious nature of this series. Because oh, this there are layers. I said this coming into it. No, this uh, this series. <laughs> I said it coming in here. I said there's no shortage of stereotypes. Somebody called me lame, by the way, for saying that. They're like, that lame. Was, oh, was that you? Yeah, yeah you. Tr- now I'm like, <laughs> no, but it's like the Carmelo thing is real. Like, look, I, I put this on Twitter. I know a lot of Nuggets fans. Most people do not hate Carmelo Anthony. Some people do. Like, some people hold the grudge. Some people are just like, whatever, it's indicative of a larger system of things. Like, everybody, the Nuggets don't matter. and this. It's indicative of that. But most people don't, like, actively hate him. No. But they yeah. sure as shit don't want him to knock the Nuggets out of a playoff yeah. series. Like, that That would sting a little bit extra. And, and so there's that layer yeah. to it. Can I explain how I feel as the only Please. non- You might actually hate Melo, though, is the thing. I don't like Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> I don't like that Carmelo Anthony uh, put us in such a weird position. Like the thing, the reason I don't like Carmelo Anthony is that there's a thin line between love and hate. I don't know if you've heard of this. I, I love yeah. Carmelo Anthony. I am a jilted lover, jilted ex lover. Like he said, he didn't want to be here anymore. So I was like, all right, screw you. I don't care. This is sports. I don't like okay. you anymore. Yeah. I want failure for you for the rest of your career. I don't want you to go off and achieve better things because you left us behind. I was very happy when he failed in New York. I was very happy when he failed in Houston. I was fine with him being picked up in Portland. It is so poetic that he's now playing us in the playoffs. When all things are said and done, as a human being, Carmelo Anthony, no problem. I think even as a player, his role in the Denver Nuggets history is a really important one. And it really is the reason I'm such a diehard Nuggets fan. Absolutely. We played in the same tournaments. We're the same age. We're the same class. Like, I knew of Melo before the Nuggets drafted him. Before he went to Syracuse, like, you knew who Carmelo Anthony was because he was a high-profile high school player. So, like, there's a very, very important and special place for him here. It's just that, like, it's competition, everybody. There's this. It's, I don't want to belabor it. It's like, sports, yeah. It's sports and, like, 
I actually don't even root for him. Like, if this was Portland versus, well, it's Portland, so I kind of have a thing it's Portland. But if this was like, let's say he was on the Orlando Magic, if they were matched right. up against the Atlanta Hawks, I might even feel like, ooh, I hope Mello gets one yeah. on the Hawks. Like, whatever. Like, Let's I don't feel bad again. It's just the it's just the Denver thing. Then you have the Nurkic thing. Somebody said, why don't why doesn't Pepsi Center or Ball Arena? Why don't they boo Nurkic? And they never them. Well, no, here's my honest answer: is because I don't think most of the people at Ball Arena know about Nurkic. No, he, his his beef with Denver happened in an era when nobody was Before paying attention. Before Denver, well, local. Uh, I'll that's say, well, I'll say this: there's two things with that. So there's one, um, you're right, nobody was coming to games, but two. Like I'll say this is somebody that was one of the few people that was around. We underreported it. Yeah. Like we yeah. failed to report it accurately. We weren't di- like it didn't feel necessary to dive into all of the problems with the front office because the team was in such a bad place. Right. right, right. And then on top of it, like when he's storming out and stuff like that, like time. like I missed it. Like yeah, I just yeah. missed it. And so when it doesn't get reported and nobody reports on it because like I think that was actually during one of the gaps when the post didn't have coverage. Like that, that's part of it is like you don't really understand like this guy it was even, a, a problem in the locker yeah, room he was yeah. a problem for the front office and ultimately it's yeah. like they don't hate they don't hate him right so that's part of it yeah Nurk- I'm, I, people just didn't fall in love with Nurkic like he wasn't a big deal in Denver like he, right, he didn't right. mean anything to Denver because but, he was gone so quickly like he could have like but it, let's put it this way does Nurkic have love for the city of Denver no of course not zero no. percent like this no. is the thing there is bad blood there and this is all I'm trying to get at is Look, it is sports. It is contained to sports. None of these people we actually hate or wish any ill will on. But it's like, man, you want to beat Nurkic really bad. You want to beat Melo really bad. You want to beat Portland fans really bad. I made this point on Twitter. Like, this is what it's about to me is, like, as a transplant that's viewing it from the outside, like, it's about the city. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's not about. Man, all of this is. It's not about the team or the person or any of that. It's about the city. It's about people standing up for their place. This is what I don't understand when people are like, oh, I cheer for the player. It's like, what do you mean? Like, your NBA experience is just watching a guy, a millionaire, go from place to place, and you're just happy for him and his life being 28,000 million times better than yours. Like, they come in here, you give money to their cause to the team it's something about like civic pride they represent you your your city's on the front of their jersey so you and they have like a relationship and when they're gone like they're no longer it, like yeah you know like, even i'm gonna take it with us or against us take that out on the way out because i think matt is touching on a thing here the mellow you know lebron left in free agency and it was a big deal it was a shift in the way the yeah. nba exists when when he did that Carmelo was the first pre-agency. He was following in those same footsteps of, I can do this, but it was the first pre-agency. Yes, I have a contract here, but I'm going to use that leverage to get where I want. And when it happened at the time, it was very unusual. It wasn't a thing that was happening a lot, and it did suck. It was like the entire season, the only thing anybody ever cared about or talked about was, where's Melo? Is he going to go? Is it now? Is it tonight? Whatever. And it held over everything. He goes, then it becomes the norm. Anytime any player has wants out, Anthony Davis, two years left on their deal, like they can force it out. But here's the thing. It's not unimportant that it was Denver and New York City. Yes. Denver and the Knicks. That's a, because yeah, it was very player. much a, well, he wanted to go there and good for him. He got to do all this. And it's like, why? Why are these things good for players that they get to choose these other bigger markets? Like, I, I just don't understand why that's I, a good thing. I love Sam Amick. He's a good friend of mine. But he made the point. He was like, you know, I don't even know why they're booing him. Like, he was instrumental in them getting back a package. I'm like, do you think I mean, that yeah, when he sat on, down man. with this James Dolan, right. Carmelo Anthony was like, you make sure that yeah, you give them yeah. to Dilo Gallinari, that he was like, make sure you give them more talent. To me, oh, God. Like, to me I, it's like so insulting to, when they're like all, 
Denver should be happy what Melo gave them. Like, I granted he left and he yeah, you're, left you're, them in a terrible place, but they should, like that lame city of Denver, Melo came and made them and, relevant. And, by and, right. and the right. contrast like, between the Melo era Nuggets that were a prestige team and we all felt prestige. And then when he left, they won more games. More yeah. games. More games. But was like the start of oh, the well, you don't actually matter. You're actually Mello, even and that's, you it's left. all of those things that are they are linked to each other. And the last ten years of the NBA are a snowball effect that I think if you just cut from smash cut from the Carmelo trade to now, and you're like, what is the NBA now? It's like, well, Anthony Davis forced his way out. Yeah. All these different players, you'd be like, what? Like, oh, this yeah. is just how it is. That's now? how it is. This now, is the yeah. like here's the, here's the end point of the argument for me is like, is he going into the Hall of Fame as a Denver Nugget? Nope. No. He's going in as a New York Nick, and that's fine. Totally. He gets to make that decision despite not having made the conference finals as a New York Nick, right, right. despite only having had two really pretty pathetic playoff runs as a New York Nick. He can make that decision, but the people of Denver should not have to, to sit there when no. he comes out and kiss his ass. Oh, right. Mello. Thank for you disrespecting. For and Thank again, you. it's a playoff series. He's on the other, other team. team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A wind chime. Oh. We've got the man with the wind in his hair. Pump that volume up and speak really loudly, Harrison, so we can really hear you. Um, it's still the mask rule for media, huh? That's such that's, that's a drag. Harrison, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? I, I can. We might have to. We have to cut the fan. Thanks there. You think, think their vote. Um, all right, so tell us about Ball Arena tonight. Ball Arena was great tonight. Good to see you, Matt. Uh, I see you have better things to do than sit through the post-game media session. Wow. But, uh, Everybody has just I had a call. <laughs> I had the one. I do post-game on 104.3. <laughs> so funny. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Everyone at this company <laughs> is shading me tonight. Are we still firing Malone, by the way? Is that, was that uh, Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Hey, let's not do this. Come on. Um, Come so on. it was a contentious on the court. Were there? Was it in the stand? Did you feel was was Ball Arena ready for a fight tonight? I think if there was a full arena, we would have got some fights. Mm. <laughs> okay. But it, I, I think the fans are still a little too spaced out to get into any uh, kerfuffles. Somebody would have thrown something. Dude, <laughs> what's that? Somebody would have thrown something. Really? It was full. If yeah. there was like, if there was like a Portland yeah. group there, like yeah. there, it would have gotten ugly. Holy smokes! Um, halftime, yeah. halftime was bad. I mean, that's, this was a crazy game. I, I don't even know how many Portland fans were here. Like, yeah. I, I really don't even know if I saw any Portland fans to be here. Yeah, well, that's great to hear. Um, good job, Denver. So take us inside the postgame, man. Um, what, what, was, what did Malone have to say about this game? I have to think he likes a contentious game. Oh, I think he God. likes a fight. Mike Malone? Yeah. Michael, Michael Malone? Michael Malone, I think he likes yes, a fight. Yes, he does. Yeah, Michael Malone was... Um, Pretty chipper in his post game. I agree. I think he liked the physicality of the game, and he particularly liked it because his team came out on top. He said this right here was a playoff game, and it was chippy, and that's the way it should be. Uh, we're both fighting for something, and that's the way the playoff should be. So that, I think no. he enjoyed how things kind of transpired tonight. Did he like how his team responded to the chippiness across the board? He did. Um, he did. He, he said, we really picked it up when they did. Um, we kind of met their aggressiveness um, and, and just kind of came above it. So no. I, I just think he likes how his team fought and almost lost their cool. 
Nikola Jokic almost lost his cool. He, he kind of did, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he fully <laughs> yeah. lost his cool, yeah. actually. He, got his, he talked himself yeah. there. He got yeah. there. Yeah. He, he, at least he didn't lose it, like, directly on the court. It was when he was walking off the court. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I think Malone's pretty happy with this one. Okay. What else did he have to say about it? So, tonight, Michael Malone uh, saw his favorite play from Michael Porter Jr. this season. Diving on the floor. Diving on the floor. Yes, diving on the floor to get that steal, and then that flipped uh, Jack Harrison for the dunk. Yeah. Jamal Murray came up to Malone and said, "No, Mike tripped." And Malone's like, "No, Malone's like, no, I'm going with that heat Joe. Hey Harrison, who made the decision for Aaron Gordon to guard Damian Lillard? Not you. That's true. I did not not make that call. I told him at halftime that he could not do that. That would be bad. It was very good. That's hilarious. But someone did, right? Yeah. It was Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Oh, he Uh, called his shot. Or his defense. He called his shot. Um, Aaron Gordon went to the coaching staff at halftime and said, quote, I got him. Nice. I I'll love that, it. man. Yeah, I love I it, dude. too. And he Eat did. that up. Is and that for me? No. Keep going. What else What else um, do you got here, Wind? You're just going to have so, to give us so – you're going to have to take us inside the locker room, dude. Yeah, so more from Aaron Gordon. Uh, this was maybe the key phrase of the night. We're not backing down. Dude, we're not <laughs> was, come on. Man, I'm telling you, they watch the show. Your they checks have in to, the mail, dude. Aaron. Your check's in the mail, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Are we really signing these on the show? Yeah, we have <laughs> uh, so he said, we're not backing this down. Is this is kind of just about the physicality. He said, I don't know what you guys they're doing. They I, don't tip? Know, I don't know what they're... Go ahead, Wood. Go ahead. We got, okay. Um, Aaron Gore was talking about the physicality. He said, we're not backing down. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're trying to do on that side. We're just focused on us. Yeah. I like that, though, man. You think it is funny he chose those words. They watch the show, don't they? Immediately when they get home, they turn on the DNBA show. Either that or, like, we are so deeply in the zeitgeist. We don't even realize it. Like, we speak and they think all at the same time. Wow, man, that's so deep. Or they watch the show. (laughs) (laughs) Or neither. They just saw a graphic. (laughs) I feel like that is a nice, like, that might be the moment of the season for Aaron Gordon. Like, he's had a couple really big ones, but when we talk about it, at least at this very juncture, we'll see how the series plays out. But I think we'll say in game two, he asked to guard Damian Lillard after Lillard went off for 40 or whatever at the half and and did a great job of, of slowing him down. Yeah, Aaron also had some other good stuff to say about that. He said, Dame was going crazy in the first half. It almost looked like we had no answer for him. And then he went into how he turned to the coaching staff and just said, I got him. He said, I love those matchups. I don't care what the matchup is, a point guard, a center, a wing. I'm here for it all. Let's go. I love That's it. That's just my competitive nature. I know I'm capable. Defense, that's my niche. Put me on them and I'll make it difficult for them. In a weird way, if he has success, and that's TBD, but if he has success against Damian Lillard in this series, I think it changes Denver, not just for this series, but but it actually kind of changes them going forward because 
we talk so much about he was he wasn't brought in to shut down the Blazers. He was shot, brought in to shut down the Wings. But if he can do both, if he can guard Steph Curry and Damian Lillard and Donovan Mitchell and have at least some success, that changes the complexion of this roster. I think so. To, to be determined, we're going to find this out. Yeah. Uh, Fox you look at me as if you seven. strong disagree about this, nope. Matt. Nope, I'm with you. Oh. I'm not saying he can. I'm saying like if if he can, it's like sweet. You have a guy that you can throw on lots of different types Matt, of superstars. Matt just has RDS. I'm, I'm resting w- disagree face. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> he did turn his head like this to me. <laughs> That's the it's RDS, like, uh, dude. That's the RDS. Okay, go ahead, Harrison. Uh, Faku also had some bangers post game tonight. Oh, nice. He was. Is it because we dropped the the El Mago shirt? Well, naturally, yeah. I mean, he, he's probably already got a couple orders in. Hell yeah. We get him one for free. Um, <laughs> Fuck was just like asked straight up, do you go into games trying to bother and annoy opponents? And just very casually, he was like, yeah. <laughs> succeeded. Apparently, apparently, guys. Nobody has yeah. succeeded at that task or at any task this season than Faku has succeeded at annoying people. Nobody has done their job. Steph Curry did not do his job of making three-pointers better than Faku did his job of annoying people. Oh, okay. Yeah. You agree? I mean, Steph made a lot of threes, but your point is Faku annoyed a lot of people. No, man. If if there was an award for most annoying player, it would be Faku. That's awesome. The boos for Faku on Thursday are going to be L boos. They're going to be even louder when he drains through. Those boos? I can't wait. Yeah. I'm excited. So also, also, I don't know if you guys saw this. I didn't see it. After Faku nutmeg CJ McCollum and found Nicole Jokic on that drive, apparently he bent down to the floor to pick something up. Apparently he was picking up a dime. <laughs> apparently it's something that PJ Dozier said for him to start doing after nice passes. He's got to pick up dimes, so he's doing that now. I like it. I like it. Dropping dimes, you got to pick them up. It is dangerous, though. Very dangerous. Dimes out on the court. I'm very worried about Jamal Murray getting hurt on the sideline. His intensity is very, Yo. very high for a player that is fresh I'm, off I'm surgery. I'm nervous for me to get injured during these. I'm, I'm, but, yeah, I didn't have fresh surgery. Anything else from Faku tonight? Um, that's all I got from Faku. We also spoke with Monte tonight. So oh, I love it. He deserved it, man. Guys. Yeah, so Monte was great, and he was also talking a lot of trash to Melo, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. It turns mm-hmm. out, unsurprisingly, that those two are friends. <laughs> of course they are. Monte's <laughs> friends with everyone. Yeah, Monte said, like, Melo's a great friend of mine. He's real cool. We talk a lot. All due respect, future Hall of Famer. He gives me a lot of advice throughout the year. Melo's a guy who, if we're chirping, it's all love. Well, there you go, man. Um, yeah. Mello, I, I, I don't think Mello enjoyed today very much. I'd almost be curious to hear uh, the Blazers' yeah. locker room tonight. I think they probably they had some fire. I'll have to go back and watch it tonight. Yeah, I mean, you're asking a lot of me, Adam. So. <laughs> Can't be on two Zoom calls at once. It's like, you're welcome for these Such a quotes. great response, <laughs> Okay, what, what else? Um, Nikola Jokic had a couple good lines tonight. He was talking about how physical the game got. He said, it seems like we liked it. We played really good. When they started picking up the aggressiveness, we did too. We kind of met their aggressiveness. Maybe we even let it, went a little bit higher. Ooh, I like it. We were it. still controlling it. 
Man, is this going to be the most contentious game of the series, or do you think it only goes up from here? It's got to go up. Game three, game five. Dude, yeah, like they're not going to be like, things got a little out of hand. (laughs) Faku, you're a You said some things. I said some things. We both regret. (laughs) I called you many things. (laughs) You threatened my family. Oh, wow. What else from Yoke? Um, So Yoke was also talking about the officiating. (laughs) Oh. Uh, He said. It was great. It's an emotional game, of course. We are playing for something. Of course, the ref is doing the best job they can. I think they have the toughest job. They make a good call, bad call. Somebody's going to yell at them. And then the (laughs) kicker. I don't know why anyone wants to become a ref, to be honest. (laughs) That is a great line. It's also hilarious. Like, he lost his cool today, man. He definitely lost it. Thank God it didn't cost Denver too much. Thank God, man. The the best gift of the night might have been Malone forcing Yoke back to the bench. Like, actually pushing him into the sideline. And then... Half of the uh, staff and the players formed a wall between <laughs> yeah. Jokic and the court to keep him from picking up the second. <laughs> that would have been bad. That's the Antetokounmpo defensive strategy. He's gonna make a wall. He's gonna build a wall. That's what my. Well, it was weird. Uh, it was weird because it seemed like he avoided the tech for a second, like went into the bench, like sat down, and then five seconds later they gave him the tech. Yeah, it was a little delayed, but he also earned it. There's a reason Michael Malone was oh, totally. desperately trying to back him up. <laughs> it just was a delayed call, but it was not a, a, an inappropriate one, I don't think. Okay. Anything else? What else we got? That's really all I got. I mean, Matt can attest to this. Like, I thought the atmosphere was great tonight. Yeah. Oh, it's been great these last two games. It, it has really seemed like actual high-intensity games. After it has not been that for most of the season. I like the a- atmosphere tonight and Monday better, or Saturday, than that, better than I liked actually some of the playoff games last year. How? I, I can't explain it. I think it's that even with less people, the people that want to be there are mm. so happy to be there. Mm. And like... I will say this, like there's a real like celebration of, you know, still lots of stuff to figure out, but like we're back. Yeah. Like, it felt like you're at a game with your friends, yelling at Carmelo Anthony, telling him to go do things with his family members. And it's <laughs> it just, like, it feels a lot more normal. Like, it just does. And there's, like, a celebration of it. And, like, the, the, I will say it's also just strange in that, like, the adoration of Jokic is different. The adoration of Jamal is way different. Yeah, yeah. Did Jamal have a moment tonight at all? Not during the game, I don't think. Like, he had a lot of moments during the game in game one. Yeah, of course. A lot of moments. Um, I mean, he was out there for warm-ups. And then when he walks off the floor from warm-ups, just like a standing ovation. It was really nice. I love um, it, man. And then, like, when, when he walks out, like, a couple, couple minutes into the first quarter, big ovation again. So he wasn't as visible, I'd say, as he was in game one, but he was still very much there. After the first kerfuffle, he was on Dude. the court 
Oh yeah. And shenanigans. Ballyhoo. Would you prefer Ballyhoo? Uh, I do prefer Ballyhoo. Yes. Okay. After the first Ballyhoo, <laughs> uh, Jamal was out there, like barking at at, can't, at Nurkic and Mello. Wow. And that that so got a pretty big pop from the crowd. It was when they were reviewing. Yeah. I think it might have been the Mellow flagrant. Jamal yep. kind of walked towards the scores table from his sideline. And I think it was Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Oh, uh, wow. Another guy from Portland who's not playing, who's still inserting himself into this series, was Zach Collins, uh, um, who also walked towards the scores table and they were kind of going at it. God, I love it, man. This is so great. I love a contentious series. Really hope we win it. I like a kerfuffle. I like a kerfuffle. Uh, anything else, Harrison, before we get out of here? Uh, that's all I got. Can't wait to be back there for game three. Yeah, I can't wait for you to be back right here with us uh, in the lounge, buddy. Um, get home safe. Thanks Not for the report. Not if I get here first. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you here uh, later this week. All right, see you guys. See you, man. And that'll wrap it up, guys. This went long today. Oh, Matt has a, uh, a closer here. What do you got? a closer for you. So after the game, as part of Adam and I's podcast assignments, I had to do a small video, and I forgot to do it when I was inside the arena, so I decided to do it outside. Oh. And so I'm outside the arena with, like, a phone, with my phone recording, like, a small video. And as I was doing that, a car pulls up on its way out, and it's a white SUV. And the window rolls down, and Will Barton puts his head out, and yells, Nuggets, one, one, Let's and drives off. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, man. People, man, I'm telling the you, you guys got to love Will Barton, man. I know you don't always agree with every <laughs> shot he takes or dribble he makes or whatever, but that dude is a heartbeat, man. Still the heartbeat. A white SUV pulled up, window rolls down, just popcorn falls out. <laughs> That would involve, that's a deep cut right there. I'm not sure, I'm not sure how many people catch cut. that one. That's, that's a deep, deep cut. cut. Uh, I like it. Nuggets, 1-1. One, one. Let's do this, baby. Uh, guys, this week we will have shows again um, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. No game until Thursday. You can come back here to the DNVR bar. Now that the game's important, there's no excuse. Thursday night, I'm telling you, it's going to be packed. You're going to have a lot of fun watching the game here, so you're going to want to be here. But again, subscribe to the DNVR Nuggets podcast because some of these will be live shows. Some of them will not. You're not going to want to miss any of them. We'll see everybody later. Let's go. Go Nugs, baby. Go Nugs. Rugby Town USA is excited to introduce you to our new rugby venture and team, the Colorado XOs. The Colorado XOs are athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respective sports. Coming from backgrounds in football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, and track and field, these athletes possess all the necessary skills to excel at the game of rugby. You can learn more about all the athletes and their stories at infinityparkatglendale.com. What's even better is our guy Colton Strickler has it all covered for you. The weekly DNVR rugby podcast. You want to subscribe to that wherever you get your pods. Follow them on Twitter. And if you didn't get the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. Rugby may just be your next ride.